This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne. Wait, this is GameScoop? Where are we? Jared Petty. I'm in your house. No, don't. <laughs> it's not true. Uh, yeah, if you, uh, viewers of the show may notice a, a change of scenery this week. We, we are having some scheduling issues getting to the studio, so we've been uh, sent back to the old podcast room here. Well, we were upgraded. Yeah, yeah upgraded. That's I what they called it. it. Yeah. I, I enjoy the, the intimacy of this venue. I honestly. agree. I feel like I, I, mean, can, I can get into more. I have a, I, in the podcast room, I feel more at ease and at home, yeah, and yeah. I feel like we can get into it. You can really yeah. get into it. In yeah. a degree that you, is challenging to you do. You know why? It's because we can all cross our legs. I that's think it. that's the big difference. There's some truth to that. Without yeah. whose legs are crossed right now? We'll never know. Mine across <laughs> under the chair. Mine across under the chair. I just told. Right, I, okay. I ruined it right there. But yeah, this is like when the Rolling Stones like do a secret show at a small venue. Or just yeah. like, yeah, here we are. After we get through the top stories, yeah. I uh I have a thing about robots I'd like to get off my chest. Okay. Yeah. I think we we'll have time for that. And I feel the like when we're in moment. the studio, mm-hmm. it's challenging to have the time to for the robot moment. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's on this piece of paper? Don't worry about that, <laughs> Samuel. I'm just imagining you with a big robot standing on your chest now. That's... I do. What? Whoa. Uh, I do actually prefer oh, okay, okay. the rounded table. Yeah. I do. The it's rounded easy... table. I mean, it, right? Isn't that? Is that not what it is? No, yeah. you're right. King it's... Damon and his Knights of the Rounded Table. <laughs> I wish we could have some sort of setup like this in the studio. But... Yeah. I digress. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about open world games. We're going to talk about the best DS Lite and GBA games. <laughs> My hour has come. <laughs> but first, The Last Guardian yeah. ah. has been delayed again. Yep. Yeah. This time by just a couple months yeah. from October 
to December. They okay. just did this one as a goof, though. Yeah, yeah just they're just trolling yeah, us. Just now. Josh. Yeah, just yeah. Black Glass Guardians delayed. Dot 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 dot. Just for a few weeks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody laughed. Uh, we have an email from one of our viewers, Vito. Ooh. He emailed us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com, just like you can. He writes from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And he says, uh, the news that The Last Guardian is being delayed again is troubling. I feel that more delays are to come. My question is, is there any way for this game to live up to or even exceed the hype that there is out for this game? Is this game doomed to fail? Uh, yes. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Justin, Justin is coming. No, right I mean, uh, it's, it's 10 years. It's too long. Mm. Like, it doesn't even matter if it's a great game at this point. There's two things. First of all, I really, really love Eco, and I respect Shadow of the Colossus, although I have my concerns with that game. But neither mm. one are big, AAA, polished, mm. massive games. That Whoa, sort you of, don't think Shadow of the Colossus is a big, polished, I just don't think AAA that game, game was. No, I don't think it's a massive, AAA, polished game. I'm not, I'm not disparaging the game. I'm saying, you know, you stand it up next to the big tentpole, you know, Bloodborne. Uh, Uncharted, you know, other big games like that. I don't put that game in that category. And people are putting Last Guardian in that category. Like, it, it, it's, it's, it has a hype level uh, attached to it that I, I don't think it can possibly match. I think it's what you said about the, the AAA factor. I think that's fair with Shadow. It, it, that was a game that was very rough around the edges, and it's part of what made it work. Uh, I mean, the, the vast emptiness populated by the, you know, when you did come across something that was huge and, and lumbering, it really made even more of an impression because you were in this purposefully built but kind of low-budget world in some ways. And I, I really like that about Shadow. I think it's part of what makes it wonderful is its sparseness. But um, this game, no, I don't think it intrinsically has to be a failure. I think if you're walking in expecting an Uncharted game, you're not going to get one because that's never what they've advertised in the first place. Yeah. They've advertised a heartwarming game about a giant bird dog that's probably going to make you cry at some point. Bird dogs. And it'll have, yeah, and it'll have charming little things happening and neat little puzzles and a couple of twists you don't expect or maybe do and then you're gonna be real sad and real touched and that's gonna be what this game is. Somebody's and, dying in this game. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, maybe everyone. I mean, someone dies in most games. Yeah, that's but I mean true. like either that boy or that bird dog. Yeah. One of the two of them so is gonna, gonna be a real tearjerker, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the important thing about Shadow of the Colossus is that it was it was hyped. I mean, I remember even at IGN, you were probably yep. working here when it I came was not out. here yet, not quite yep. here. Yep. Wow. Um, there's mm -hmm. a demo disc that was like a big hype, uh, a, a, like spreading thing for that game, and I had yeah. that, and that was really cool. But what what worked about Shadow of the Colossus is that it felt new. You were clambering over these giant bosses, and like that was a new mechanic. Mm -hmm. The open world like didn't really matter if there was just these really cool boss fights, and it just felt so fresh. This game doesn't feel that fresh to me. I I don't know if it's because yeah. I've already climbed on big things before, and that is still the mechanic in this game. But uh, I definitely don't want to solve like puzzles in these worlds anymore. I want to play these action games, and this game's not an action game. I do it's think it's going to be. Game. I think it's going to be environmental puzzles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a good game, mm -hmm. possibly even a great game. I don't think it's going to. I don't think. It, I think the hype has exceeded what any game could match. Mm. We that previewed was, it today. Yeah, there's I was a preview say. up right now with a little bit of new footage, and uh, Zach Ryan played it. And he, uh, you know, got stuck in some places and stuff like that. But the problem for me is that he's playing the same area we saw at E3. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen much. There, there has to be an amazing surprise. An amazing surprise or, or withholding from us. Or mm -hmm. there's nothing. Or the game's just not that long. Because why not, yeah. like, just tease something in a trailer or something that just shows us what the game is. And everybody, you know, the, the, the glass half empty is saying, 
because uh, there's nothing else to show, which is what what happened with No Man's Sky, right? Yep. That's what happened. But uh, the glass half full was like, hey, maybe there's uh, more to see here that they want to withhold because of secrecy. The combination of the release date and the hype built in means that every eye in the gaming press is going to be laser focused on this when it comes out. I mean, we're, we're all going to be looking at it with tremendous scrutiny. Uh, of course, we all wish it had come out earlier, but I do think there's still hope for this. Uh, I think that might be optimistic naivety, um, but I still mostly see reasons to think that this is likely to be more good than bad, and good's all I've ever really expected to get out of, of The Last Guardian, and maybe that's that's mm. the problem. Based on the two previous games, I expected something a little different, a little quirky, and pretty good and touching, and that's all I expected. Maybe mm. that's where I'm coming in as an outlier on this. Well, keeping expectations in check is something a lot of gamers could work on, I think, just in general. Mm -hmm. um, Not letting expectations get out of control. I mm -hmm. just want to point out that I've accepted you as a hat person now. Oh, okay. It's well, taken yeah. about 20 minutes. Yeah, it's really worth And it. I completely accept you as a hat person. Sam found get... this hat in a corner and told me to put it on, and he's my boss, so I did. And Well, I... that's not why you put it on. You put it on because it... yeah. you were drawn to you're, it. You're drawn mm -hmm. to it. Yeah, I, 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 the mystery it did was grab me. But really, you. actually, it was fear. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I put the hat on, and most hats don't fit me well. Uh, this one fits surprisingly well. I have no right. idea whose hat it is. Okay. But, okay. We don't need to talk about the hat a lot. I have but a if you're not watching GameScoop, you can see what it looks like. On our YouTube, we, uh, question, YouTube is he channel. wearing a hat? Is the hero wearing a hat? Yeah, I think. Uh, yes, that, oh, oh good. I may need to pop out. For a second. <laughs> Why? There was an IGN fan in the office who had really nice, lovely, personalized gifts for lots of people, and I was jetting off to a meeting, so I didn't get a chance to chat. And he said, "Justin, Justin," he stopped me and handed me an envelope that had my name on it, mm. and on it was <laughs> a list of suggested first questions. Nice. Oh, okay. For, I, uh, I got one of those envelopes, but I had no idea like who it was from, and, and he was suggesting a game to use for twenty questions. Ooh, yeah. Uh -huh. So, uh, so I may need to run out. It's right at my desk, and I, okay. I want to sort of check off, start try testing out some of those first questions. All right, that's a good. Uh, I have been excited for the Last Guardian. I, I'm still very interested to check that game out. The reports from the people that played this week is that uh, it's may, it, it seems a little, a little frustrating, a little clunky. Mm -hmm. The bird dog doesn't always do what you want him to do, but of course, he is an animal. I think maybe that that's part, part of that of might point. be by design. Like yeah. they're trying to make a realistic animal, mm -hmm. and animals don't always do exactly, yeah, exactly what you want them to do. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot, actually. A baby but, animal. But that too. doesn't yeah. make yeah. it fun. Like, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Like in GTA, like yeah. if you get caught and then you can't play the game for 10 years because you're in prison, that's not good. <laughs> I want him to do the, the Chuck Jones frog thing, just the hello, my baby, hello, my honey, at one point. Oh, the, the, the bird, bird dog. dog. That's just because yeah. you're wearing a hat. That's what he's going to you don't think, think so? Do that, no. That'd be great if he, that would be the surprise that would make. The I game. think it's put Sony in an interesting spot where it's so crazy how quickly the, uh, the tables can turn. It's not like Xbox is on top now or anything, but uh, you know they've had years of momentum <laughs> of really yeah. dominating, and then No Man's Sky is kind of shaky, and we don't have any sort of real evidence that uh, the Last Guardian is shaky or is going to get bad reviews or anything. But I'm just you know like I said before, I don't believe it's going to be a huge blockbuster. You know, it comes out and just sucks all the air out of the room, and no game gets any attention. I just don't yeah. think it's going to be that kind of game. Um, and uh, and the reception to the PS4 Pro. Yep. You know, so it's like that's sort of they've had a weird. They also raised the price of PS Plus, which and people are never yeah. going to react. Which it's well a small deal, but it's still you know bad news, not good news. Yeah. Very um, good points, but on the other hand, coming soon, Cave Ladies and Robot Dinosaurs. What? Yeah. Oh, well, Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. It took me a sec. That's yeah. next year. I know, but that's coming. Yeah, and, that's they, delayed, and they delayed some stuff. I think PSVR will be their story this fall. Someone pointed out to you that Xbox also point. has Cave Ladies fighting dinosaurs in uh, Killer Instinct. Uh, that has not been pointed out to me, but that's a Killer Instinct game, so what I don't care. What about Primal Rage? Mm. What about it? What Bring, about Primal Rage? That's, maybe that's one of the ten franchises cool. that should make a return. Primal, Primal Rage. Rage. 
See, you keep. Was that ever a franchise? You keep saying these before we can do them. <laughs> Wait, so was that ever a franchise? I yeah, think there was two of them. Were there two of them? Yeah. Man, that game was awful. Primal Rage. Mm. All right, Last Guardian is now coming out December sixth. That is the same day as Dead Rising four. So you got each platform gets their exclusive. It's also on that South day. Park. I think it was going to be until South Park was delayed. Scoop today. Was, it was delayed today. Yeah. yeah. To win. Q1. Oh, that makes my life easier. I had a bunch of <laughs> yeah. things Same. I had to write. Same. Uh, yeah, so now South Park is coming out in early 2017. <laughs> wow, I know I hadn't yeah. seen that news today. I don't I, actually. I uh, did not know I that. I don't read IGN. That helps us a lot. Of course, the year, the first South Park game was delayed many, many times. This is, I, I think, the first delay for this game. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really surprised. Fractured your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that how it's pronounced? It's sort of. I feel like it's a miracle that that game exists. Sure. Like they, like it almost killed Small Matt and miracle. Trey. Yeah, and it was like every like indication really was like again. Yeah. they yeah. made their one video game and that was it. They're done with video yeah. games now, and then yeah. they immediately turned around a sequel right away. Um, you know that's made like you know on the next street over from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a block the first time over. that studio's been working on such a big game, hmm. and um, that means that like Matt and Trey are there all the time, but we never see them at our local haunts, like the grilled cheese place <laughs> and the. Mexican the, food the, place. The Thai <laughs> place. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Thai place. Yeah, that's really weird. What's up we, with that? Yeah. Chunks up with that. Chunks up with that. Maybe they're over at Frigo Watch. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that's what it is. But you'd be spotting them then. There's no South Park pinball machine there. Uh, yet. That game kind of stinks. Yeah. It's, it's not great. All right, moving on. This next email comes from Chris. Chris is a graduate student in Arizona. Do you know him? <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> Yeah, I know a few Chris's. <laughs> he says, I listen to you guys every week while performing menial lab tasks. Oh. <laughs> and on my bike commute to oh, and from Chris. campus. Yeah. <laughs> lab Chris. Wait, wait, which university campus does he say? He doesn't say. Just in Arizona uh, campus. All right. This, this is Ryan McCaffrey went to ASU, but I went to University of Arizona. So, mm. so between the two of you. Get in touch. Yeah, one of you. Or there's also Northern Arizona University. Ooh. Flagstaff. There's as many as three universities in Arizona. <laughs> Flagstaff. <laughs> Scoop. <laughs> I like Arizona I'm bring back a lot. The scoop. I feel yeah. like we don't say scoop. You know, Arizona, underrated state. Yeah, yeah. totally. Flagstaff's I, beautiful. Oh, Arizona's Everything's beautiful. fantastic. Sedona, oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know that I've ever been to Arizona. You should go. Oh, you should. It's very diverse, too. Like, yep. everywhere you travel is different. People's right. mental image of Arizona doesn't match the reality. Yeah. Very green, nice, lush deserts. Yep. Yeah. And it's also very not green, lush deserts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can move 50 miles in any direction and the whole world changes. Phoenix, it's great. disaster. Everywhere else, yeah. beautiful. Phoenix. A lot of cement in Phoenix. Oh, but mid century. And surprisingly really humid in Phoenix because all the irrigation. <laughs> all right. That's anyway, Chris says, <laughs> this is the first time I've we written We were just pushing in. your limits there, Dan. Oh, I wanted to see how far we could go with talking about Arizona. We planned this before the yeah. episode. Yeah. Chris says, I own digital versions of Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite mm-hmm. for Xbox 360. However, I sold my 360 about six months ago, trusting that most of the games I might still want to play will eventually yes. be compatible on the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Bioshock Collection is out this week. Yeah. He says, two games on my list to revisit and finish are Bioshock and Infinite. My main question is, do you think there will still be a push to make these games backwards compatible now that the Bioshock Collection has been released? Do you think this is why these games have been stated to eventually become backwards compatible, but if not... For so long, oh. are they going to delay this further to boost the collections' I mean, that sales? Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a real. I, I <laughs> like HD collections. Um, you know, it, it's a godsend for games like Shadow of the Colossus, like we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. You know, fixes up some of the problems oh, with yeah. that game, gives them a second life. But the the cynical side of me, um, you know, Bioshock and Bioshock Two are often sold for five dollars on Steam. Yeah. Um, the PC versions are beautiful. Uh, but then they have the collection for sixty bucks, um, mm. and and 
I don't know. It, you know, it sort of strikes a weird note with me, um, and I absolutely think that it's completely plausible that that's why they haven't come to backwards compatible is because uh, that'll impact the sales of the thing they're trying to sell for sixty bucks this yeah. fall. Yep. Something's hurting my good. head right now. I feel like that. No, you're the keeper of the backwards compatible. Oh, well, that's list. what I mean. Like I was just working on it last week, and I'm I'm wondering if one of them went up last week actually, but I can't remember. What did we get this letter? Um, because. I, I feel like one of them went up very recently, but I could just be confused. I don't have my phone on me, so I can't. I'll check do a it fact right check. Now. Yeah, it would be. Fact check. You guys carry on the. Do a fact check here. This okay. is important because I feel like one of these. Yeah, actually we want to bring you the right information. Um, um, uh, yeah. Did you guys see that? Apparently, on the Bioshock collection, uh, baked in like streaming from consoles is blocked for, the, for all three games. Why? Oh, that's Completely, you cannot stream those games from your PS4 or Xbox even, One. I don't even know that was an option to developers to turn that off. Well, so we've seen they've been able to block streaming for certain moments that yeah, like, yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. want to spoil. And they block streaming when there's licensed music sometimes yeah, and stuff exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. But apparently all three games are completely blocked from streaming on consoles. Why? I, we don't know. Very Someone strange. from Kotaku uh, like, found it, and they tried to get comment from 2K, but... Uh, yeah, 2K has not yet explained. Maybe the some why. obscure light rights issue there with a with yeah. the really performance. Strange. I mean, we the thing about digital games and collections and uh, remakes and remasters and things of this nature is it, it tears me in two, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like having a big physical game collection. Yeah, uh, I just I don't. don't. I live in an apartment. I want to have things digitally. It's nice and clean. I have a thousand games in my Steam library without having to have a thousand games in my closet. Mm -hmm. But the problem is you don't own those games you're only leasing those games i don't own my steam collection and you don't own any digital game the same way that you own a physical disc and that's what you're saying that's in the end user license agreement yeah like you're you just licensing it from them you don't own it you can't resell it you can't and steam does have one of those right like a checkbox and a thing at some point how do you mean that? oh yeah i mean but the, all those digital platforms are like that uh you know you don't technically own that content you're just leasing it and uh and uh you know you can't resell it i can take a disc and turn it in mm -hmm. for 10 bucks if i need to or want to can't do that with digital games um and that sucks that feels bad and that's what tears me into is like i, I think all of that's a dark future for you know <laughs> the music industry the film industry the games industry um but the convenience of being able to just download something overnight I mean, and but play like, it. I think people uh, look at how people have gone uh, moved to a streaming model for music. Yeah. I think most people are happy to have access to content rather than actually own it themselves. As long as they can access it, as long as they can access every song ever written, they it's don't need to own it all. It's like you, you don't always like listen to all the things you have in your in your record collection or whatever. Sure. But just because you have it, you have it in the back burner for later. Well, so that's also, scary about that evaporating instantly if like Nintendo yeah. just dumps the eShop permanently, then you'll never have access to all those games you paid for. It's, it's sort of a backwards way of thinking. Like, people won't buy a PC game, typically. Not I shouldn't say everyone, but it's a common to not want to buy a PC game unless you get a Steam code with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because that's what makes it real. It gets added to your Steam library. But that's kind of a backwards way of thinking. Like, will Steam be around in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years? What you right. really want is the DRM-free copy of yep. the game. Because then you can do... Then it's an executable that you yeah, can do with whatever you want. Until operating systems get crazy. Which, which God used to be really good The point is, back to cartridges. Yeah. So I think that's definitely Which could well, like, I can give maybe, I, maybe Nintendo is taking us back yeah. there. Yeah. I can give my stack of 30 NES cards to my daughter, but again, my Steam library is tied to me, Justin yeah. Davis, and I don't actually know legally what happens to that stuff when people passes away. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the ramifications of any of that stuff. 
going back to Sam's fact check, uh, Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite are not available on backward compatibility. We still have a I note was, on our list that says they're coming. So yeah, that was well, announced. That's why I think, right, that was I announced. think Microsoft yeah. has said they plan on bringing them sometime. But I yeah, imagine they want to get sales out of the collection first. Yep. I wanted to be sure about that before we com before I commented any more on it, just yep. because I had just been on that table and I remembered reading something about it. And I was like, wait a minute, I want to double check that. So yeah, uh, Chris is correct and. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not get all the money you can out of a new collection when you got the opportunity? I, if I were a business person, I'd I think Steam I'd allows you just update your Bioshock copy too. I think yeah. they just issued an update for it. Probably. I do want to, and I, if I recall right, I'm only half remembering this. I think they did do Steam uses a solid where if they already owned all three games, you don't have to buy the sixty dollars collection. I think you just get the graphical updates yeah. for free. Yeah, I think it's free. Wanna, I'm not positive that that's yeah. correct, but I believe that's correct. Can, can I can I, <laughs> I buy a version of Bioshock collection where I only pay thirty dollars and I just get the first half of Bioshock, right? Because uh, I, I def absolutely do that. And uh, what do we? We want the first half of Bioshock. Yeah. We want Minerva's Den and Bioshock Two. Yep. And then we want uh, the Return to Rapture Part One and Part Two DLC of this, Infinite. This is a great game right yeah. here. Let's make this game. That sounds good. I'll pay and thirty I, for that. I actually, I'm saying a lot of things that I don't know are true, but I think. <laughs> In Bioshock Two, you can just you you can just play Minerva's Den. It's yeah. a self-contained story, yeah. um, and so I'm excited to you know borrow a copy from somebody and sort of play through. Like I never played Minerva's Den, and I hear such great things about it that uh, you know I'd love to borrow a copy and just just check that out. Yeah, the upgrade is free on Steam. Yeah, that's nice. So if you already have Bioshock One or Two, yeah. not not this is not about internet. So that's totally doing that's doing gamers a solid. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Chris says, for a potentially broader question, do you think collections like the Bioshock collection are worth it to the consumer, or are these just easy easy cash grabs by video game companies? It varies Both. by collection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah anything. Totally. Every time a game is reissued, we get another another chance to hold on to history a little longer. I, I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, some yeah. collections. It's an archival <clears throat> desire of yours that you like. You like that the. That the disc exists with all these games on it that you can play. Right? Yeah, I don't want these things to be forgotten and lost. And every yeah. every newer version push future proofs it a little more uh, because it's not just a matter of the of the physical medium, but also the fact that gradually software becomes obsolete on platforms too. So yeah. older versions, like you were talking about with DOS, sometimes yeah. it becomes harder and harder to make them. Well, work. they often make quality of life improvements and just other yep. incremental upgrades to the game that keep it relevant. Um, the, you know, there's there's weird things like uh, like I missed the. Uh, the, what do you call it? the Sly Cooper games? I just never played them. And then I got the collection on PS3. That's great. It was cheap. You get three great Sly Cooper games. Uh, it's an opportunity to catch up. But now that was on PS3, and now my PS3 is in my closet. Yeah. And now it's like now they're like gone again. So it's like, yeah. the, the, like I don't like that there's no permanence to it. Like I really feel like I'd like one universal games library, and if I own Sly Cooper, I own it. And that's it. I don't need to, like, you know, uh, Altano does his rant where he's bought Super Mario Brothers 20 times on 20 platforms. And um, I dislike that part of it, I guess. Like, they have all these awesome PSN sales uh, or PS Plus games that are only on PS3. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but the PS3, like, my PS4 is three years old. Like, yeah. I do wish they could all be done. And this is kind of a common complaint among people who play a lot of old games that are that are reissued. I wish they could all be done by M2 or <laughs> uh, maybe that Frank Cifaldi's group over in, in yeah. Oakland does these wonderful. Remind like the, the uh, listeners what they made recently. Oh, Mega, what, Man Mega Man Legacy Collection, yeah, which is, is really good. Um, yeah, Mega Man Legacy Collection is really well done. And M2's done, you know, I, I think the Treasure Box is, is the first one that that kind of stood out for a lot of people, but they have Wait, done... what's the Treasure Box? The Treasure Box was a collection of treasure games for PS2 uh, that, wow, yeah, well, it didn't come to America. The, oh, it was well. the first, but they do they do emulation. I, I, I've met these guys several times. They just care. 
Like, mm-hmm. the, the, they care so very much. This is a guy, like, the guy that runs the company is a dude who used to go to the arcade and play Gauntlet, and he and his friends were just so obsessed with Gauntlet that they went home and kind of made their own version so they could play it more and gradually just got obsessed with emulating it better and better. He also was the person responsible for making the Pauline version of Donkey Kong where you play as Pauline. Mm. Oh, he's like, so. Just some really, really cool Good stuff. Good with old right? games, basically. Can you yeah. 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 Did, did you say that was? Mike? Oh, no, I'm not talking about Mike over, over with about Frank. Frank. I'm talking about M2, the M2 guys that did Treasure ah, Boxing. Okay. My apologies. So I'm talking about the, the guy that runs M2 over in gotcha. Japan. But sorry, I didn't want to cause confusion. Yeah, Mike Mika, I mean, that's another dude who's, who's done some amazing stuff in, in uh, retro game service. But there are differences. There are tiers in how well it's done. Sometimes it's a quick cash-in. Uh, some of the old digital clip stuff or, or Backbone was just you know really badly done. But recently a lot of that's turned around yeah yeah this the the recency of it like now i feel like they need to make the jack and daxter daxter collection again like they did it five years ago but they need to do it again and like i don't know like i'm i'm replaying wow and there's like dungeons like a level 30 dungeon and then they'll do a version of it for max level players like here's the version that you play when you're leveling up and here's the max level version but then the next expansion comes out and the max level's higher <laughs> and those max level dungeons are old again like I, there needs to be a better solution for this sort of stuff like yeah. like a rolling yeah. remaster that's just always up to date treasure box the the uh, the fantasy zone collection for ps2 um, and then i just on what <laughs> it Super contains Mario All-Stars. Ty- Taito memories the four volume Taito memories that came oh my gosh can we agree so, that mario so all-stars fun. the the mario all-stars cart with super mario world is the greatest so game cartridge of all time great. What a great yeah, game cartridge. Yeah, I think that's Holy smokes. with you. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, Chris ends his email by saying, thanks so much. You guys are awesome. Best of luck with the 20 questions this week. Ooh. Ooh. Ominous. Stay tuned for that. Scoop. Uh, next email comes from Colton Lang. Mm-hmm. He says, can someone explain open world games to me? All right. This one's a little long. Bear with Colton and I. All right. All right. For a while now, I felt as though I'm missing something that everyone else seems to understand. Open-world video games have clearly become the hip new thing to make. When I first learned of the concept, I was enthralled with it as much as anyone else. Two of my favorite open-world games are Metal Gear Solid V and Dark Souls. And when I tell people that, I am met with negative replies. The response that Metal Gear Solid V gets is, there's nothing to do in that empty open world. I don't get it. There are countless bases to infiltrate in a seemingly endless variety of ways with an emergent gameplay arising from the interactions of complex systems, well-programmed AI. It seems like there's a lot more to do in a game like MGS5 than something like GTA, where all you do is run around, talk to people, and do some basic combat and driving. But the response that Dark Souls gets is even more confusing. It's a resounding, that isn't an open-world game. Why not? From the moment I get to Firelink Shrine, I'm free to wander in any direction. I can traverse the entire game without a single loading screen apart from when I die. I've tried my hand at many of the highest praised open world franchises, including GTA, Infamous, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, and Skyrim. They all seem to be just really mechanically uninteresting games with very little depth. What's more, they seem to be filled to the brim with copy-paste filler content that offers no challenge or inherent reward. What am I missing, guys? Am I crazy, or is everybody else crazy? Just about the classification of what an open world game is? That's yeah. all? Yeah, I and mean, it's interesting. When people say open world, there's a shorthand for, you know, the, the, that means something more than just a literal open world. Like, Dark Souls is literally an open world in the sense that you can wander around, but 
the term like open world game means that there's points on a map where you can go do little side missions and mini missions and stray off like, from yeah. the main story and yeah. uh, you can race cars and you can do I other stuff. I don't think Dark Souls is an open world game. I completely but agree. It yeah. is in the literal sense that yeah. you can wander around an open world. It's an open world. But, I, but it's not though because it's just a bunch of the walls with paths. You're actually going on corridors. Well, but they it, fold back on themselves in interesting ways. Like and you, you can't like hop a wall and all of a sudden be in an area between areas like Two some, thoughts, some areas are open yeah. Sam and I have had talked about Dark Souls uh, about this very topic before. Two thoughts come to mind about uh, what you just said, Justin, and what Sam said. Well, at first, genre distinctions are arbitrary ways that we use to classify yeah. games so that we can compartmentalize yeah, so them in our minds and yeah. talk about them. They're necessary, but they're a pain in the butt sometimes because they must be ambiguous by their very nature. Yeah. Second, you talk about Dark Souls particularly. I, I feel like Dark Souls is it's open world in the sense Justin discusses. It's not open world in the sense that Sam discusses. I, I think it's almost more like a 3D Metroidvania. Oh, totally. Um, I thought you were going to go where there. You're, yeah, it's, it's the... It's the yeah, hub world. It's a Castlevania castle well, where you can go almost anywhere, but except some things are sort of locked off and sort of not. there are exits yeah. to one area that lead But to I would other. push back on that a little bit because Metroidvania specifically gate off progress based on the abilities that you've unlocked. Yeah, that's true. And Dark yeah. Souls doesn't. And Dark Souls doesn't, and I think that's fair as well. Um, so yeah, it, there's a plenty of openness what, to Dark Souls. What does stop you from going from area to Dark Souls? I just Nothing. played a lot. Once you get once you get to fire, like if you're good enough, yeah. you can do almost anything. So, but 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 what stops you is bosses. But I mean, you, yeah, but you can kill them. Yeah, <laughs> if you're yes. good enough, you can kill so, them. <laughs> but you can't run past them and like do, and avoid them and like just go to the end. Sometimes of the game you can and go around them. them. Sometimes you go completely around them. There there are ways to bypass major. Because I thought of Dark that Souls. you like I was in the you know the opening uh, the castle walls area. Yeah. And there's a boss there, and if you don't if you don't want to beat that boss, what's your option to go to the next area? In the early in one, I this think is just, you this have is the to second the major area, one. like the castle walls. Like that that's what's confusing to me. I feel like that just completely prevents you from going anywhere. Pretty sure there's a way around that. Mm -hmm. It has been All a right. while. What about Metal Gear Solid Five? Do you think that's a open world game? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't think of it that because way. Because I'm running so much. It's yeah. so, it's, I mean, I know that there is there's two large areas that you can run around in. Yeah, freely, I wouldn't recommend it. As but an I open world game. like I don't play it as an open world game because it's very totally. instance based. I from my forward operating base, I take my helicopter to yeah. my mission location. Yeah. I I yeah. perform my mission and then I leave and go back to my forward in, operating. In that sense, I do consider it. I don't consider it very sandboxy. Like yeah. that that's sort of the difference. Like he talks about all the emergent games and colliding systems, and I kind of don't think about Metal Gear Solid Five as a game in that way. Uh, I don't see unexpected crazy things happening because something rolled in from some other part of the sandbox as often in that game. It feels yeah. much more controlled and I feel like that would have been a better game probably if it wasn't an open world and just drop us into... That can't be a better game. No, I, I had... It was I, impossible. I had a lot of experience no, in that great. game I, that, that I was agree, different actually. than what you had, Justin. I, mm -hmm. I, I went in there and emergent things happened a lot and they happened in ways that, that absolutely shocked me. Yeah, I remember in like a like localized way. Like that kind of thing, like where a jeep shows up, you're like, ah. Uh, now well, not just a jeep showing up, but I would try something and it would just work, and then it would work again. It would work in clever ways that I didn't expect. Yeah, but that could... would work in a mission-based structure. That's not as a result of it being an open world. And I, I'm no, not this. I would like I'd be wandering around the open world and like stop a convoy, and I would try to block the first vehicle in the convoy, and that would back everybody up, and that would cause a weird reaction. And then if mm -hmm. I sat out in the dark and shot some, it, the systems were playing off each other more in a red factiony way, I think, than mm -hmm. than. And then it, you it can just ditch out anytime. Yeah, and you I can just, just ditch run away. Somewhere else. Yeah, run away. Was, yeah. And that, so I think, like for me, like what always drove me crazy in like Ocarina of Time yeah. is that uh, you have open areas, but then um, well, this is more in Twilight Princess. I should I probably complain about that game instead of Ocarina of Time, which is a wonderful game. Uh, they give you big open areas, but then you between them is like little corridors. Yeah. But on the edge of the area, there's just like a 
there's like a dirt incline that you just mm-hmm. can't climb up. Like that's what's limiting you. And before that, it was invisible walls. You guys yeah. remember games with invisible walls? Yeah. That's yeah. like really that really bothers me. Mm-hmm. And so the bigger you can, can expand the world, even if there's nothing in it, the more like I, I I'm, I'm not having like bad memories of running into visible walls and, and inclines I can't run up. So I like that in Metal Gear because you'll be in a base and all you care about is the base, but like. It's not it's not claustrophobic anyway because I know like around it is many other bases and there's all these other areas. Yeah. For me, I just like that feeling. I like the feeling of like this open world around me because it feels more interactive and it gives it more of a sense of exploration and wonder. No, it's and that's great. What I like about games. I mean, Skyrim's so wonderful that after that intro, yeah. you can go north, south, east, mm-hmm. or west and get into all ki- you know stir up all yeah. kinds of ruckus yeah. <laughs> anywhere but, in the world. But my wife and you who... can horse climb anything. <laughs> But my Anything. wife, who plays a lot of games, yeah. uh, is is terribly frustrated when she steps into a game as open as Skyrim. And yeah. She's tried it a couple of times. She's just like, I, I don't want this. And she plays some RPGs, even, that are more structured and, and directional-oriented. She likes stories. She likes the, the idea of progress. She likes making choices. But when mm-hmm. she stands in the middle of a big open area and there's yeah. no idea where to go or what that's to do next. That's why you write things to do first. That That's what drives her nuts. She's like, I don't want to look that up. Did I you... just want to. Go play. Did I tell you about my wife playing Skyrim? Nah. It's pretty good. So uh, she's not really a gamer, um, but she uh, is a teacher and has summers off, and she plays through maybe one or two games every summer. And stuff like Red Dead or Skyrim, like pretty hardcore stuff, even though she's not plugged into video games at all. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't know anything about them. Um, and she was playing through Skyrim. or She asked me to pick out, like, hey, what's a game you think I'll like? And I'm like, I'll try Skyrim. Um, and then in like two weeks, she's like, oh, yeah, I beat Skyrim today. I'm like, what? <laughs> the game's like a thousand times long. But for her, beating the game was she just did the main quest and never, ever, because the game, unless you, unless you change your missions, it's like, you know, talk to this person, go talk to this yeah, person, talk to this person. Wow. And she did, you know, the eight main quests. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you know, I beat the big dragon at the end and I, I beat Skyrim. She may be the only one. <laughs> That's, no. She's the only person that just ran straight through. I'm like, do you understand? Like, look at your map and zoom out on your map and see mm-hmm. you didn't go like anywhere east of like White Run. Like the game never even hardly takes you over there. There's like a whole yeah. corner of the map that you never even visit. And she's like, no, nah, I don't care. I saved the world. I'm good. I can't believe you have enough XP to do something like that. That. But yeah, it scales, you, right? She just ran straight through, just wherever the map marker tells you to go. She went there. That's, mm-hmm. that's rad. Well, what do you think about? Uh, uh, what about Colton's, the Mages College? <laughs> what about Colton's uh, claim that open world games are the hip new thing? Oh yeah. You think that's true? Yeah. Hmm. No. Well, okay. everything's open world now. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is that it costs so much more to do that. Maybe it's becoming easier. But like the games that can afford to do that have the biggest marketing. Yeah, like yeah. Every, I think every company it. now yeah. has a fall game that's an open world game. 2K, Ubisoft, Sony, like the, everybody works on a big open world game. I mean, the, the default is that everything, like Dishonored 2, is not an open world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, neither yeah. was Dishonored. And, like, the expectation, like, that's become the weird thing now. It's like, oh, it's not an open world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's unusual and that's mm-hmm. weird. And I should clarify, like, the, the levels are huge and sprawling and they plop you in and now here's eight ways to get to your objective but you can't just wander around the city it is you know mission based and level yeah. based yeah so. some of it's marketing and some of it's probably a response to waypoint to waypoint fatigue I mean because there there was some of that for a while it got to be a point where, where half the games I played were about following marker to marker down a tunnel and I, I think people eventually realized that wasn't going to be a sustainable model for building yeah. games opening things up allows you often to do exactly the same thing but the illusion's different mm-hmm. and if somebody wants to step away for a while and come back. Also, I, I think 
maybe it's just a matter of looking at you look at something like Witcher Three, and there's just so much possibility that hasn't been explored in that mode of game making yet. There's yeah. a, when you got a big open area, there's a lot of cool things you can do with that. Hey, what happens if I go over the next hill? And that has not been exhausted yet. I mean, uh, I, I sort of personally go through these phases of like, like I'll be in the mood for like, I want to be plopped in a world and do whatever I want and have the sandbox to explore. And if I do that for a while, I get fatigued on that concept. And I'm like, nah, I just want a game where it, it's just level one, Star level Valley. two, level three. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Or, or more like a, like a shovel knight or like yeah. something <gasps> very directed and guided. Yeah. And then I sort of, I spend my years switching back and forth between the two. It yeah. is never. A bad I need to be in the right place. mood. Like I'm in a mood for yeah. an open world game. What big open world game should I pick up? Like playing shovel knight is always the right choice. Well, sure. In any situation. There's times a year where I'm in the mood for an open world game. Yeah. We have time off and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely oh. the fall. Watch Dogs 2 maybe I this like year. Yeah. I like vegging out over Thanksgiving to an yeah. open world game. I always look forward to that. The best. Yeah. Next email comes from Kevin Jacobson. Mm. He says, based on a recent discussion on the pod, I think we should, when we get in like little arguments around El the office, Otto. we should be like, hey guys, settle it on the pod. <laughs> recent discussion on the pod about the best console, Jared's assertion that the DS Lite was perfect, I went out and got one. So now I'm looking for your favorite DS Lite or Ooh. GBA games to fill this hole in my gaming knowledge. Oh my, what a great, great. <laughs> Man, the, the DS Lite with that GBA port. It probably has access to more great games than, yeah. than yeah. anything else. So IGN has top 25 lists for both DS and GBA. Yeah. GBA Ooh. was recently uh, updated and dusted yeah. off. I don't. The DS one is a little bit older, but yeah. mm -hmm. still still uh, good resources. You want to put, put me on that one, Jess? DS? So, DS. No, first right. of all, all right. first with DS, you want to play all the Castlevanias. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you do want to play all the DS Castlevanias. Yeah. And oh, you can absolutely. Particularly, yeah, particularly I, Ecclesia Dawn. was so good. Well, Portra uh, you can stop at Portrait of Ruin. No, yeah, Ecclesia is awesome. Da is that after Portrait of Ruin? Yeah, it's great. Play Dawn. They're all good. Uh, I, I don't want to be smart. They're all better than their 99th percentile games. But, but play, play Dawn first uh, and then play Portrait, I think. That, that, oh, I'd Portrait's the bad one. Portrait's okay. Portrait, I think Portrait's weak, too. I, I feel, I feel like Portrait's so better than Ecclesia. Those 2D Castlevania games. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all just agree. start at Dawn, because that is the best. No, so I like Ecclesia. Do you like Ecclesia more than Dawn? Yeah. Wow. I like wow, that. Why? Dawn's why? I'm really early. curious. I like Circle uh, because of the Moon. Because it was just a little bit early. <laughs> like, I think it was, it was taking like advantage of DS stuff that was a little silly. Is Circle of the Moon the third GBA one, or the first GBA one? Let's do DS first. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, DS would be... So, okay. I like uh, I like Picross DS mm. for a puzzle game, and I actually like Picross DS better than Picross 3D. Yeah, Picross yeah, DS Picross is DS wonderful. Is really cool, clever, uh, cute puzzle game where you uh, get to yeah. reveal uh, cool Nintendo characters. Mm -hmm. I love uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong. I love Mario vs. Donkey Kong 2, March of the Minis. That's the one on DS. Oh. Mm -hmm. If uh, the word it, Atlas is stamped on the box, you should probably buy it. That's actually well, good. Trauma Center. Yeah, Trauma Center, Etrianod. Oh, wait, we're getting off your list here, though. Odyssey is a little... I, I would not recommend that game to any just anybody. IGN little Etrian Odyssey two, the number one dungeon crawler of all time. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I recently tried playing Etrian Odyssey I knew we four. Have had you on that yeah, panel. you're on still 3DS. borrowing my copy. Oh yeah, but I don't even like it. It's just, it's like too dense and awkward. Uh, but and, great uh, Contact, which is a wonderful little RPG. Uh, it, it, Contact. It, oh, Whoa. Contact's great. Um, Chrono Trigger. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chrono, the Chrono Trigger port, which is the definitive version. That's so great, Sam. Jeez, yeah. um, uh, all the Hotel uh, Dusk, all the Megatons, Shin Megami Tensei yeah, Strange I, 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 Journey. Like uh, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey is fantastic. Nobody played this game, and it's it's 
wonderful. Oh, it's about it's about a, 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 a an expedition that gets lost in Antarctica and then they stumble onto like hella demons and it's just it's wonderful. That's a great Phoenix game. Phoenix Wright series. Oh, oh yeah, so the good. first the first three before that franchise got real weird. Started on DS. Yeah. Super well, Scribblenauts. Well, for us, started on DS. In Japan, it was on GBA for okay. a while. Now, Duncan Scribble, like Scribblenauts on the App Store instead. Su- Super Scribblenauts. Play that one. Oh, yeah. Super Scribblenauts. Uh, Super well, Scribblenauts, that particularly. Uh, no, that's that's a DS one. It's the best Scribblenauts game. Mm-hmm. It, it's before the Scribblenauts. It has fewer features than the later Scribblenauts game. games, but it's much better game. It's much more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really love Super Scribblenauts. I think that's kind of the sweet spot of that series. Uh, there were two Advance Wars on DS. You want to play yeah. Advance Wars Dual Strike. Oh. I can well, avoid the Advance Wars games get gradually worse. Yeah. So the, yeah. honestly, Advance Wars one or two on the GBA. Yeah. We're gonna get the GBA. Strike. I know, but I'm just saying. Both, uh, I love both Zelda games. I know a lot of people disagree with that. Uh, so I think Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks is so cute. Oh yeah, I love Spirit Tracks. It's, it's so really good. Cool. Yeah, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit Tracks is much better than Phantom Hourglass. Yeah, yeah. great dungeons. Yeah, the great dungeons of Spirit Tracks. I agree. But also, I just like the tracks. I like going around. It's like 3D, and you're like shooting bunnies. It's really cool. Space Invaders Extreme, one of the best shooters of the 21st. Century and the DS version is the best version of that game. They also did a really good new Arkanoid, right? Oh, the yes, controller. And, but you gotta so, get the spinner. You, if you yeah. can find the spinner controller, you gotta get the spinner. It's mm-hmm. great. Otherwise, that game's it's just perfect. not yeah. as good. But Tet- if you, oh, it's so good. Tetris DS is great. Oh, it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like that was really cool uh, playing against other people. So yeah, yeah. you have to find I mean, someone else. Remember Medios? What, what's that? Yeah, Medios was yeah. the other good puzzle game. So High Cross, Picross, Tetris, and. Medias, yes. I think, are like the trifecta. We, uh, to me, like Mario Kart DS is that's the oh. last Mario Kart game that I truly spent like dozens and dozens of hours. Remember the, with. Like, it's there's so like an perfect. achievement system in that with like these coins that you collect, and it was really fun. That might yeah. be 3DS. No, it's DS. It's it? Single player yeah, is a lot like of fun. It's, it's broken now, like, and I don't even know. You probably can't even play it online anymore. I don't know. I but think they might have turned the online off. Well, then that but, was the snaking. But, but yeah. the, I mean, play offline. Like it was but great. So much snaking fun. was I agree. so fun. Yeah, the the offline's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, a few others that that come to mind: Dragon Quest Five is one of the greatest JRPGs. Uh, you need to play it, it's on DS. Dragon Quest IX, a completely different kind of Dragon Quest and wonderful. Uh, it's it's more of a loot, uh, loot loop kind of game and it's wonderful. Like Whereupon five, I like loot loops. Yeah, the Dragon Quest IX is a great loot loop game and Dragon Quest V is a great story-based RPG that starts out in the first like 10 minutes being like, nope, you're not the hero. You're like, what? And it's like, like, no, you're not the hero. And you're like, huh? Mm. And then it sticks to that. And it's, it's a, so good. Again, that not enough people talk about is uh, Yoshi Island 2 on the DS. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can really, play as really, Baby Donkey Kong, Baby Peach. It's really hard. Like, that game gets incredibly, like, in terms of 2D platforming chops. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a final world in that game that's, like, it's super legit, super hard. I actually don't know. It, that game doesn't get a lot of respect, and I, I don't know what I'm missing that other well, people no dislike about game. it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah I, was, I was thinking of other Nintendo ones. Like, I I actually wouldn't recommend New Super Mario Brothers at this point. I, I, I it's okay. I think, I'm, I, think I agree okay. with you. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. But, I agree with that. It doesn't really. I think you can skip it though. Yeah. With all these other games. Yeah. yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there are better new Super Mario Brothers games to follow. Also, a few of the Atlas games. What about games. Brain Age? Uh, oh, no. oh, oh, and Sheeran, <laughs> geez, Sheeran the Wonder on on DS is probably my favorite Sheeran game. Uh, although the new, uh, the new Vita one. <laughs> High one's marks. Right. No, nah, man, that's a. But the new Vita game is really great too. Um, but. Uh, proceed, that's a great one. Proceed with caution. What oh, else, what again, else is another, on another games I would not say are for everyone. What's up, what else is on our top 25 we haven't mentioned? Do you so have many it? good games. Uh, DS? Oh, I thought you had it in front of you. If you no, don't know, no, that's no, right. I don't have it. I'm place. forgetting so much. Uh, there's so many other great games yeah. on this thing. Actually, okay, before I worked here. Canvas Curse. Yeah, Curse. I don't like Canvas that's Curse. Really good. Oh, Curse Kirby? Great. Yeah, Kirby. that's a great game. I didn't like those Kirby line drawing games. Metroid Prime Pinball? Metroid Prime Pinball is great. That was a DS game? It came with a Rumble Pack? 
Yeah, it did come oh, with the Rumble Pack. WarioWare, both of them. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like Touch well, a lot. Yeah. Twisted yeah. is really good. Ooh, Twisted was a GBA game. Yeah. The version of Namco Museum that came on the DS has uh, the four-player Pac-Man game that Miyamoto helped mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. on it, and it works through the Wi-Fi. And you only have to have one cartridge to play Pac-Man versus with four for, with like yeah. four people. Hmm. That's I didn't know that. wonderful. You that's can play, crazy. yeah. So it just beams the ghosts to everybody else, and the four of you can play together. That cool it's game. that's a really fun party game. This is me. Before I got hired here, I was editor in chief of a website that was all handheld games. So uh, I, I often say I worked in mobile games, but we covered PSP and DS too. So this this is my jam. So and you played right, Rabbits? Yeah, I played all that stuff. Um, Touch, that was right at the, that right at the peak something? of handheld gaming too. Yeah. And oh, Sam's sure. so right about Chrono Trigger. That is the best version it's of really well done. maybe the best RPG. Final Fantasy VI is on DC, DS too. Yeah, I mean, all those ports, uh, there's GBA six, ports. And, no, uh, six is on GBA. Well, speaking of GBA, the first Mario vs. Donkey Kong yep. was on GBA. It was great. Uh -huh. It's a great, wonderful puzzle platformer. Yep. Really, that really one good. you still are jumping and stuff. It's not the yeah. minis. No, it's not the minis yet. Yeah. So it's basically Donkey Kong 94 sequel. Yeah, it's not the sequel to Donkey Kong 94. You can do like a little flip as Mario like, yep. to get around yep. stuff. Yep. Yeah. Really, really good. That game's great. Underrated Nintendo game. Mario Golf on GBA is awesome. It's oh, awesome. I never it's really that. good. Yeah. It's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. And then Advance Wars 1 and 2 yeah. are on GBA. Mm -hmm. And then you want to play all those Castlevanias on yep. GBA. The GBA ones uh, are better than the play, DS ones. Play Aria. That's the best. Harmony's okay. Um, Aria's great. Yeah. I like Circle. So, of the, is that the third one? Aria's the hold last hold one. Yeah. yeah, that's one I like the hold most. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, you think? I don't know. I never no. played it. I don't, yeah, no, right. no. I think the first Tactics is good, and then the two sequels I don't think Tactics is good. I mean, it's not a bad game, but it's not an cl all-time classic. There's also Fire Emblem. The, the judge I do Fire yeah. Emblems on GBA are great. And, yeah, instead play Fire Emblem or Tactics Ogre, The Night of Lotus. Yep. It's a great Tactics game on and GBA. And then, then go get a Vita or a PSP and play Tactics Ogre, Let Us Clean Together, the best tactical game ever. That's on Vita? Yeah. Well, it's it's the PSP version, but you can play it on Vita now, I believe. Drill Dozer? I think you can play that on Vita now. All right. I never played that. That's available on a bunch of systems now. I want to play that. Drill Dozer, that game's so good. Drill Dozer is great. Mr. Mr. Oh, I forgot to mention Mr. Driller on DS. Oh, that's a good game. It's great. Mr. Driller is really good. An Astro Boy. Yep. Astro Boy. Astro Boy. Mega Factor for me, where you should stick to 2D because the 3D games didn't work out very well on GBA. Yeah. You know, sooner or later, you got to bring it up. Ninja Five O is really fun. Minish Cap. It's Shantae. better than both DS Zeldas. Yeah, just go pick up Shantae and Ninja 5 Yeah, because everybody can afford those. Uh, well, that's a GBC game there with uh, Shantae. Uh, Ninja, or pardon me, Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6. If you buy 5, make sure you get the European version because the American version is broken. Yeah, it's literally so broken. You can't yeah. get past a certain point. No, right? it has. It just screws up combat badly. Like, I thought there was a bug. I thought there there was, was a game-breaking bug in it that never got fixed. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it prevents you from winning, but I know that the, the bug in combat, just like you just lose turns in Actifying Battle constantly hmm. and it, it's it's like it's just a bug and they fixed it in europe so skip that uh but the yeah the five version is great oh and, Six and is, both is those systems port. are region free we should mention yeah, yeah. that's yep. another great thing yep. they are both region free Jeez. Yeah. um right. oh where are you? so many gba games happy gba and ds gaming kevin jacobson mm -hmm. uh now is the time on game scoop love your movies 20 question what's that nothing 20 questions. Uh, our suggestion this week comes from Russell Cruz. Can I go around and get my first question? Sure, go right. 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 Oh, yeah, gonna get his... So this is from who? Uh, Doug, a.k.a. Dugzer. Dugzer, okay. Um, no, and Doug, this is really cool. Thank you for sending this in. Uh, the, the, just a new first question. Uh, okay. Uh, is there a monetary system, or do you have or collect money in this game? Mm, no. Okay. Was this game released after January 1st, 2000? No. All right. 
Great. Same question, 1990. No. Wait, 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 wait. I, love, I love when you always get confused. Yeah. It's my favorite part of the... Well, sometimes we say it was released after January 1st, 1990. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so it's, it's a 90s, 90s game. 90s, only 90s kids will know the answer to this yeah. one. Well, All technically, right. 90s kids could have not been born. Right. They might not remember so it's it. it's really even. 80s kids. Yeah, exactly. Cool. <sighs> Uh, 70s kids represent. I have some good new questions too, but I feel like it won't narrow it down at all. <laughs> <laughs> Are there graham crackers? Yeah. Did this game. Uh, Difficulty be a good one to explore. Is easier hard? Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, um, so we know it's a 90s game. Uh, yeah. Does this game appear. Is this game primarily known for being on a Nintendo console? No. Okay. Um, is Was this game critically, critically well received? I love that one. Uh, Yes. 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 Okay. I think so. To the best of my knowledge, yes. Damon right. likes it. Can we ask that qu that question? Uh, you can. You may. You you <laughs> may really ask funny. that question. Um, uh, does it have sequels? Yes. Okay. Is this game primarily known for being on Sega consoles? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Boy. Okay. So the the Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, Sonic the Fast Hog. It's primarily, yeah. It could, well, I mean, it could be a license. All right, I'm going to ask one follow-up. Is course. this game made by Sega? Uh, what are you asking? Is, if... is Sega the developer? What's going to happen? Yeah. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> but so, possibly on well, Sega collections. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I think it could be one of the teams. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to change my answer to yes. It is made <laughs> by. Yeah. A developer that is owned. Was owned by Sega. So I'm thinking be, yeah. Vector Man. Could be one of the teams, yeah. Huh? I'm thinking Dreamcast. It could be one of the yeah, Oh, about man, I'm totally in Genesis mode. Nine, nine, right? nine, nine. What's the um, game where you just live in the Japanese town? Oh, uh, Shenmue. 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 Yeah. I was thinking that. Shenmue. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we ask about console then? There's three consoles from this period. Why don't we narrow sure. the platform down? Well, we can just say is it 3D. No, is you it, can't do it, that because there's no, so I mean, uh, yeah, I think Is it a Dreamcast game? What are you, you're asking me if this game was released on the Dreamcast? Yeah. No. Okay, so it's either Genesis or uh, Saturn. I'm gonna. I'm Saturn gonna. CD. Yeah, that's uh, true. Well, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, I'm gonna. Was, I don't even want to burn a question on Saturn. The odds of it being Saturn feel very slim. I'm gonna feel like a big old dummy yeah, if it just, is. It was on Genesis. Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> We're assuming. Oh, do you want to ask? Yeah. Yeah. Was this on the Genesis? Oh, wow. That's 10. I'm glad so I that's asked. That's good, though, because we'll, that'll really narrow it down. It could also technically be an arcade game. Oh, I got this. Was it released as a uh, CD ba on a CD-based medium? Well, uh, yes. Okay, so then it's not 32X, and it was on Saturn or, well, or a CD. If, if, if well, this, we asked about Genesis, yeah, and Genesis had been is Sega CD. So. And 32X. Yeah, right. So it has to be a Saturn game. This okay. is a Saturn, game. A Saturn game. My hour has come. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the w there's Guardian Heroes. Yeah. There's uh, uh, Dragon's That's Treasure. Well. Uh, Guardian Heroes is Treasure. I'm just thinking about Silver high profile treasure. Saturn games. Yeah. Uh, Dragon, Dragon Force, uh, Panzer, Panzer Dragon. Dragon, Dragon Force. Um, there's. Uh, so this game got dragons in it? There's Knights. No. <laughs> it could be Knights, which was Sonic Software knights. planning. Um, so, he hey, not Panzer was... Dragoon or Dragon Force. Are there actual dragons in Dragon Force? Uh, Dragon Force? I don't remember the dragons yeah. in Dragon Force. Actually, there's shooter? armies, but there's not. Yeah. You're asking if this is a shooter? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh. So is it Ikaruga? Virtual Cop. Is that, no, what, what's on it? What's okay, the big shooters? Everything's a shooter on it, but not I, all of those were developed by Sega. That was the um, joke I made. Virtual yeah. Cop. Yeah, Virtual Cop comes to mind, so it's House of the Dead. Um, but Virtual Cop would have obviously been made by Sega. I don't want to get Why too Why aren't you guys thinking that. of space shooters? We could hmm? be. We are, oh, but oh, Sega didn't You're saying the Gauntlet yeah, shooters? Yeah, there was three of them. Is it, should we just ask that? Uh, I mean, is it, is it, is it first person? Yes. 
Okay, so it's probably oh, a lot right. shooter. All right. Maybe it's Lethal um, Enforcers. Does that matter? I think right. that was Genesis. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want right? to get too. Yeah, I think you're in the right line. I don't want to get too flippant here. here, though, because that's how we can get into trouble. Right. So let's not get what Virtua Cop has is obviously Sega, right? I want to. might have been developed. But I want to ask: Is it a waste of a question to ask if you play as a cop? I don't think that's a waste of a question. It's funny. Do you play as a cop? I don't think so. Well, not a Virtua Cop. That's an interesting answer. Okay, I, don't know, so, I don't know where that leaves I, us. No, that's okay. There's a lot is of House other. of the I Dead. Hope I haven't misled you. House of the Dead so. is a House of the Dead. Okay, so what Could do we be know? House of the Dead. Let's go back around. What do we know about this game? It's Saturn. published by Se- Sega. It's on Saturn. In the yeah, you know, in the '90s game. It's well, a there's '90s no game. Money there's, 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 there's no money system. There's no money system. There are sequels. That's very important. House of the Dead fits all that. Is House yeah. of the Dead on Saturn? Maybe. Uh, yes, House of the Dead was on the original Saturn. Yeah. What else? Let's see. What else would count? I'm trying Wait, to think we're of other talking, out of the first eyes. We know it's first person, but we don't know it's a light gun game. But I don't know. Sega, no, Sega didn't really make a lot of other shooters that I can think of. Doom? Not, I mean, there's Doom Silent, the Silent, Silent Scope, which That'd I don't know if that came out on Saturn or not. <laughs> I don't remember. Exist. You shoot zombies in this game? Yes. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, it's, it's almost certainly House of the Dead. So let's, uh, let's double... Uh, does this game take place in a house full of dead people? Yes. All right. All right. Is that what if it's dead? not? What if it's not? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to do that yeah. to us sometime. I don't actually want you to do it. Is it House of the Dead? Yes. Yeah. Also arcade, right? Yeah, the reason we were ignoring shooters, even though there's a million of them on Saturn, virtually none of them were Sega games. Yeah. So That's why did we? Right. why were we able to narrow it down to a guessing on a Sega system when this is clearly an arcade game? Like, what a weird sequence of events led us to that, you it yeah. was uh, released in arcade first, and then came to Saturn and PC in yep. 1998. Because we would have asked, like, if it was an arcade game, we yeah. would have gone a completely. Yeah, but House yeah. of the Dead was one of the first things to click when we got here. Like, we were well yeah. on the road to that. Yeah, you you mentioned Virtuacop, yeah. sets, and, and that first person question kind of nailed it because there just aren't. It was going to be that. I don't think they ever put Silent Scope on. Saturn. What did the light guns look like for Saturn? Uh, in America, I'm not sure the, like, they were pistols? ever released. That was around the time of yeah. Columbine. Did they ever release the shooter here? Or, I think yeah. they gimped. Yeah. I thought they gimped the American Saturn so that you had to play the light gun games with the controller. No, the light gun games, because the, the yeah. Time Crisis guns existed. Yeah, I, but I owned those them. for Genesis? Okay, so I'm wrong then. Not Genesis. That I, I owned them for PlayStation, but I mean, that was the same era. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm mm. trying to, I don't know why this is in my blue? head. They were, my, I don't remember, man. It's I think mine was orange. Of, yeah. Somewhere around uh, this time, there was a period of time where some of the games actually had their light gun software taken out in yeah. the American release in response to, to shootings. Yeah. But I, I'm thinking American House of the Dead might not have worked with a gun. Mm. Uh, it's How been a while since it? I've read this with a controller and crosshairs. But it's right. been, oh, cool. again, it has been a while. So I, oh, I may be talking about That's how you play um, like Operation Wolf on it, yeah. yes. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, actually, that's how you play Operation Wolf in Arcade. That's how you play that, that Aerosmith that game. That gun you shoot with in the arcade is not a light gun. It is a joystick. Interesting. And underneath, that's it's really just figuring out relative to your position where the cursor should that's be. An awesome arcade cabinet. Yeah. It, so when you pull the trigger, it's not reading a light sensor. It's just firing where the cursor that's is. That's how Star Wars for Atari works, too. It's just two gears and optos. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, House of the Dead was developed by WoW Entertainment. That's mm. what threw me off, the developer. But I think they're a division that was owned by Sega. Uh, Sega de- de- broke a lot of their software planning up into little teams. And, yeah, the uh, that name doesn't mean anything to me, honestly. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Typing of the Dead, man. That's where it's at. Typing of the Dead. Typing of the Dead's great. Yeah. House of the Dead. Thank you for the suggestion, Russell Cruz. That was a fun one. And we won, so I liked it. Yep, that was a good one. Hats off to you, Jared. That brings us to the end of another Game Scoop. 
thank you for uh, joining me in the old podcast room, everybody. I like thank it. Thank you for having us. This was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, this is always King Soup is always a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. This is uh, this is kind of the high point of my week here. Oh. Here. Remember, uh, viewers and listeners, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.